I'm a coach. The business I'm in for me is growing other people. It doesn't have to be about soccer. It's how can I make you the best version of yourself. You're listening to Becoming Overbeing, a podcast that inspires and equips a new generation of individuals who hope to pursue a career in sports. My name's Kyle Smith. Let's meet today's guest. Tanner Chasman is the skills coach in the Houston Dynamo Academy. It's a unique role, one where his sole focus is the technical development of players. He works across age groups from the academy's youngest at U12 to the oldest at U19. For Chasman, his love of soccer started at an early age growing up in Alaska. So just to start off with who I am, I was born in uh, Anchorage, Alaska. I'm an Alaskan boy. Um, and my love for soccer just started with me being on the sidelines with my parents of my little sister of my older sister's games. And my dad, I guess, would like hold me from under my armpits and swing me back and forth, kicking the ball before I could even walk. So I guess that's probably where that love started. Whenever my parents tell me that, I'm like, that's probably where it sparked a little something. My goal was always to be a professional. I always wanted to be the best. That was like my mindset. And looking back on it, like looking back on me as a player, I was a good player, technical, um, small, not the most athletic, but I was a good player. Um, but I definitely think my mindset superseded my actual ability, which I think is a positive thing because it's brought me to where I am today because of just the mindset, not necessarily of how good I was as a player. I'd always had like bad ankles. I'd always sprained my ankles. But then one game I tore my ACL. Um, and, and that just led me on a completely new journey, completely new journey. Um, because you're by yourself, you're away from what you love to do. Um, you're away from the team for, I was away from the team for eight months was my first recovery, eight months. And you're just on your own doing your own rehab. Like you're motivating yourself. No one else is there really pushing you. It's just all on you. Um, and I ended up having to go through three of those. Came back from the first one. Within a month, I tore it again. Got surgery down in Florida when I decided to go to IMG. Um, played in Florida for about a year and a half. And then it, it tore again in, in the last, my last ever academy showcase of my senior year of high school. Where it, was like a big, it was a really big deal for me because this is my first time where colleges were going to get a chance to look at me. Um, and the ACL blew again, LCL as well. Um, and that's when I decided my soccer career was over. Despite multiple ACL tears leading to the end of his playing career, Chasman soon discovered a new outlet that allowed him to stay connected to the game through coaching. Ended up going to the College of Charleston in South Carolina after high school. Um, took a year, year and a half break from soccer. I didn't watch it. Never played it. I just wanted a break. I'd given so much to the game. I needed a break. I was burnt out. Um, and in that period, I was also lost in a way. You know, you're going to a college. I didn't know anybody. Um, so I was just lost in my ways. Um, and it brought me a lot of challenges. Definitely mental health stuff that was challenging. Um, and then I decided I just had some an epiphany one night, it was like 3 a.m. I was tossing and turning in my bed and I was just thinking, like I'm a big thinker at night, like I could stay up late and just think. And 
I was like, I think I could coach. I think I could be a really good coach. I think I could do this. I just remember that moment. And then I started getting the ball rolling on. Let's get into coaching. Let's try it out. Um, so then throughout my college, college years, four years, um, I started my sophomore year. I got my, uh, started doing my licenses, did the F online for U.S. soccer, and then did my E. Then my junior year, I reached out to um, Ralph Lundy, who was the head coach of College of Charleston Cougars at the time, and asked him, hey, I'd love to help out in any way possible. I'm getting into coaching. I'll do anything. Just would love to be a part of the team. Um, and he allowed me to do that. So I was an I was an undergraduate assistant coach. That was my title on a Division One soccer team when I was a junior in college, which was huge when I look back on that. And I did I did a whole bunch of jobs for that team, at like picking up the balls, picking up the cones, setting them out. I was in charge of all the equipment, um, videoing the games, and I got to coach. So I I pretty much did everything, which gave me a great broad base um, and understanding how to do a lot of roles, which a lot of coaches have to do. Um, so that was an amazing experience. And then um, after that, my dream was always to, to coach for an academy next. I wanted to be in an elite level program. And I always thought, where is the best place for me to learn? Like really learn from high level coaches because that's what I like to be around high level people that want to be their best. Um, I sent probably 20 plus more than 20 emails to a bunch of academies all over the nation. I didn't really care where. Um, and the Houston Dynamo, I was looking at their website, their academy, and it really connected with me. I was seeing all the stuff about culture of development. I had seen this promo video that they had made and, and uh, Paul Holliker, the, the academy director, is talking about how they're just about developing the person and the player as well. And you don't really hear that language as much within professional organizations. Sometimes you do, but it's not backed up. But just from looking at it, I could really tell that they're about that. They're about what they say. They do what they say. Um, so they were one of the uh, clubs that I'd emailed um, and the only one to respond. The only one out of like 20 plus to respond. Paul responded to me, uh, gave me a call and ended up having a great conversation and he invited me on to be the skills coach for the academy. For Trasman, coaching means developing the whole person. His philosophy focuses not only on helping individuals become better soccer players, but also grow in character off the pitch. I'm a coach. The business I'm in for me is growing other people. It's it doesn't have to be about soccer. It's how can I make you the best version of yourself, like help you. Like I can't necessarily do it for you. That's why when I work with players, I like when they're elite or I like when they need to have that drive in themselves. I can't, I can do my best to pull it out of you, but you got to show me that you want it as well. And then I can help grow you because it has to come from you first. No one can make you do anything. Um, but yeah, I believe we're all in the, in the growing people business. That's what we're about. Like, how can I make you the best overall person through soccer and, and just you as a person in general? 
it's like for coaching soccer's my vehicle it's it's my way of doing what i just said being a positive influence and light into the lives of younger generation and other people as well whoever i interact with but my main focus is on this younger generation i connect with them um so soccer and coaching is just my vehicle of doing that because I love the game. And I think sports is just a great way to teach all those things that like build people up and, and uh, build resilience, build all those character traits that make you like a person that can deal with all the challenges that life throws at you. It's like life is way bigger than sports. You see it right now. <laughs> it's like take a break from sports and all this stuff. Focus on your life, your family, what's important. My mom's side of the family, all my uncles, most of my uncles and my aunts are coaches and teachers. My my mom's dad, my grandpa, he passed away when I was young, but he was the head coach for Sacramento State football team. And he was like a celebrity in that area. Um, and he influenced so many people in that time, just from stories I've heard from my mom and all my uncles. Like he was a big time coach. Like I I respect him so much. And the only really memory I have of him is I was young. I wanted to just like play outside. I was at his ranch in California and he took me outside to go practice kicking field goals. Um, and the image that I have in my mind, he had this, there was like the backstop to a baseball field, like in the grass. And there's a bunch of weeds, like, all the grass has grown over the baseball field and there's just this backstop. So he gets down on one knee, holds the football, and I'm just kicking it over and over the backstop as if it's a field goal post. And that's just the one memory I have of my grandpa. But it's huge to me because at that time he had cancer. Like he was in the middle of battling cancer and he's taking his time out of his day when he's feeling terrible to get down on one knee, which I think is symbolic of service, getting down on a knee, um, to just take the time to help me enjoy the day for a little bit and kick a field goal. I just think that's huge because that's one memory I have. And I'm a true believer that like the kids aren't always going to remember every word you say. You like Sometimes as a coach, you get caught up in uh, in what you're saying all the time. And I always try to remind your, myself, it's like, I don't remember anything a coach really said to me, but I remember how they made me feel. I remember how my grandpa made me feel when he got on a knee and like allowed me to kick field goals in practice. I remember how coaches made me feel. Did they make me feel confident, like a better person? That's what I remember. Um, so that's something I always try to think about when I'm, when I'm coaching and working. As the skills coach, Chasman leads the Academy's Skill Builders program, which encourages players to work on ball mastery outside of their regular team training sessions. He also works with Academy Director Paul Holliker throughout the Houston community on the club's Soccer Starts at Home initiative, a partnership with world-renowned soccer trainer Tom Beyer. Tom Beyer is one of the most well-known technical coaches in the world. Like He's very well-known. He's based out in Japan but he's an American guy. Um, and his whole thing is you skill development can start when kids are two years old. Um, we always thought that technical development starts once they get into organized soccer um, at usually around eight, between eight to 10, they start getting into organized soccer. Um, but the whole thing about soccer starts at home is 
you can start building that technical foundation and those skills when they're two, three, four years old. Um, and we do that through um, building that relationship between the child, the ball, and then the parents are a huge part in that as well. They, ha I mean, they are the driving force in the Soccer Starts at Home program. Um, so a lot of what we do in our program for Soccer Starts at Home is communicating this information to the parents. It's all about the parents. They drive it. Um, their positive encouragement of getting the child to do these ball mastery exercises raises the child's confidence levels and enjoyment of the game. Um, so that that's a huge one. That's really building our technical foundation in Houston as well. Um, so what we've been doing is going through um, a lot of the schools in the area um, and starting there, working with the first graders in those schools, um, educating the PE teachers on how to run Soccer Starts at Home programming and doing the ball mastery exercises that we teach them. Um, and then Tom, Tom's been here a couple times and he's gone out, done his presentation, which is fantastic. Um, to parents, coaches, kids, um, just sharing the message of, of how it can be done. Um, it's been a huge initiative, huge, huge, huge. So I'm, yeah, I'm blessed that I've been able to work with them. It's been great. Many world-class players begin to manipulate a ball at very young ages. That technical excellence, Chasman believes, is critical for players who aspire to one day play professionally. For me, having that uh, technical base, it is the foundation. Um, technique and all these Corver exercises that we do, just build that foundation to where you can then play our game model, play the way we want to play. If you can't, if you can't dribble out of tough situations, if you can't trap the ball correctly, pass the ball correctly, shoot it correctly, then how are you supposed to do all the tactical things that we're asking our players to do that take a lot of decision making and um, the, the technical part, it should end up being second nature as you get to the older age groups because you have to think about so many other things. There's so many decisions you have to make, so many other obstacles that are flying at you in the game. Um, so the fact that Paul has really emphasized um, having that technical foundation within our players is huge. And that's why he's brought me along to really help in that. Um, I don't like whenever I'm on Twitter or anything, you see all these coaches arguing about like, what's the most important, like, this is the best, this is the best. I think what we're doing right now is fantastic because it's a blend of all these styles of coaching, right? Cause some people are saying like doing all this technical work is nonsense. Like you don't need to do that. You need to have these kids make better decisions. And some say the opposite. I'm like, we're doing it all. Like we're blending everything which is fantastic. It's like build that technical base and helping their decision-making understand of positioning and all those things that we talk about on an everyday basis with our academy. Um, I think a blend of those is fantastic. And that is what can help really build players. Um, I mean, I look at the training sessions that we have. I'm like, these kids are doing way more than I ever did at that age. They understand way more about the game than I ever did. Um, on a technical and tactical level, it's incredible what these kids are doing. Um, 
So it's huge. I think it's really awesome. And I'm so happy to be a part of it and help out in any way I can. When I first got to the Dynamo, Coach uh, Justin Neese and Paul, they were looking for a way to better get our players to practice outside of training because um, that's where that extra little bit, um, extra little practice can get you just a little bit better. Um, and how can we encourage our players to do like soccer homework type stuff? I hate that word homework because I always hated homework. Um, how can we encourage them to just train on their own? So what we came up with was the skill builders program. And so what we do is I come up with five different skills from ball mastery, turns, dribbles, and then we have extra skills, uh, which includes a pass, a shot, and then some juggling skills. Um, so these get put onto a card. On the back side of the card is all the skills. On the front side is a calendar. So at the beginning of every month, I hand the card out to the kids. Um, they see all the skills. They got the calendar in front. And so what they do is they go home and in their free time, if they take th at least 30 minutes to practice those skills on their own, then they get their parent to initial the day on the calendar in which they practiced. Um, so this allows for some feedback as to what the kids are practicing and how much they're practicing at home. Um, they bring that card back to me at the end of the month, um, and then I get to see how many days they're really, they're really trying it out. Um, and to aid in that, in that learning is me and uh, Mike G, our video guy, we create um, tutorial videos for the kids to watch. Uh, so we come out with four videos every month to go along with the types of skills that we um, give them to just teach them how to do it because all the, all the skills have different names and no one always knows what they actually are. Um, so we build tutorial video videos um, and get those out to the kids as well. Um, and that's been great because they're out on YouTube and anybody can view them. It's not just for the Academy. It's for, for everybody. Anybody can watch them and use them as a tool to help them get better. Um, so it started off, the program started off with just our Academy guys. Um, and now it's grown. It's really grown. And Paul's been a huge help in this and helped me push this. Um, now our all our Catalyst locations around the Houston area are, are in it as well. They're all doing the cards. They're all watching the videos. They're all doing the skills. And then um, Paul has his our uh, partners in development clubs around the area that we partner with and help in their development. We've got some of them doing it as well. So it's really helped growing the overall, just raising the overall technical foundation um, of the Houston area, which I think is a huge thing that I've noticed, that Paul's noticed, a lot of other coaches have noticed, um, is that we need to raise the foundation a little bit, raise the level everywhere. Um, and we're, we still got so much, so much more work to do, um, but I think it's a huge initiative that will um, benefit a lot of people, a lot of players. It's the program's inaugural year, but Chessman has high hopes for its growth potential in the academy and in the Houston soccer community. Yeah, I mean, the first year has been, it's learning, right? It's my first time ever doing it. So it's kind of learning on the fly. I guess as we progress, it'll get more structured in a way to where it's not like, it can only come from me. Like I'd be able to give the skill builder program 
little whatever document and hand it to a coach and he could follow along and do it himself, that kind of thing. I want to be able to empower others to run it as well. It's not just about me. Like I want it, I want it to be able to give it to everybody to grow the foundation of Houston. Um, so that's where I see it going. Um, yeah, I'm uh, not the greatest planner. I know that about myself. I'm not the best at like looking ahead and like planning each step. But like sometimes I'll just get in these modes of like inspiration and I'll just think of something and then just go from there. So I don't have an exact answer for where I see it going next. Um, I think what we're doing is great right now in the in this um, these tough times with with the quarantine and everything. What we've been able to do is is get it out to even more people through WhatsApp groups that we've created. And this is an idea that comes from Tom Byer. He does this with the Soccer Starts at Home program. So what we've done with Skill Builders is with all of our teams through our Catalyst locations, our partners, and then us as an academy, I'm in about 18 group chats, WhatsApp group chats with each team. And I send out a different challenge that coordinates with the Skill Builders program. Um, it's usually a video of me and then a challenge of what uh, we want our players to do. I give our players a deadline and their challenge is to do that exercise, take a video of themselves doing it and put it in back in the group chat, which I think is a great thing because it allows for that feedback constantly. It holds people accountable. You're in the group chat. We know you saw it. There's a deadline. Um, plus it's a community of engagement. Like there's parents chiming in saying great job to these kids. I'm chiming in, other coaches are chiming in. Um, and you can just, it's awesome because everyone's at home, no one can be together, but it's our little way of being together um, without physically being together. Um, so that's been great, it's been awesome. So just doing that could be something that we take going into the future when, when we're out of this situation. Trasman works with a lot of high potential players within the academy. So I asked him, what differentiates a good player from a great player? Mindset. Easy. My, mindset. It's, 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 everything starts here. Your feet don't do anything without your head being right. Like that's, it starts with your head. Um, what's going on in between um, your two ears? You see it. You see it. It's like if, if I'm in a training session you'll just see the extra effort. You'll see the extra focus from that player. When you're communicating to the team, they're looking at you with your, with their eyes. They're staring at you. They're not off in space. They're focused. And it's just that extra bit that pushes them to be a little bit better. The growth mindset is a core philosophy at the academy. It's central to the culture of development and one that every coach emphasizes each session in each game. Yeah, everyone's got their approach in coaching. And what's been awesome is because I don't have my own team, I get to work with all the teams and get to see every single coach within our academy and what their own philosophy is, how they do it. It's so interesting because everyone's unique in their own way. Um, and I'm so young, I'm still building mine. Just like, I mean, they're probably still building theirs as well. Um, the big thing for me, for me, to our players, hard work is a non-negotiable for me. You have to bring your best every single day. 
and then and I will bring you my. I promise to bring my best every single day for the players. I need them to bring their best. That hard work is non-negotiable. Um, and my at the end of the day, my thing is joy. I want joy within the game. I want kids that have fun when they're playing. But have fun doesn't necessarily mean messing around, joking, laughing all the time. Like for me, the fun from the game comes from like the grit and the hard work of it and bringing your best and challenging yourself and then learning and communicating, working together. All, all that stuff is where the joy comes from and the fun, um, not messing around. That's the big thing for me because as a player, I, I remember starting to lose my love for the sport as a player because as I got older, it just became less and less fun for me. It was just constant berating, yelling, you're not this, you're not that. Um, constant, constant. And you can only deal with that so much. Like I was like, where does the coach to support me? Bring me up. Tell me what I can do. That's what I want. Um, so a big thing for me is um, find out what is special in each kid and how can I bring them out? How can like going back to how can I help them be their best selves um, by bringing hard work, having joy and fun within the game. Um, that's how I, how I try to do it and get players to be better. And I'm still learning. I'm still new. Um, but I love that process of it. It's awesome. As an academy, every coach has their own way of doing it. It's all there. I think every coach does it. Every coach has their own um, priorities in what kind of a mindset. I think overall, we're all trying to develop a winner's type mindset in our players. And a winning mindset for me is, is pushing past failures because you're going to make mistakes in the game, but how do you respond to the failures, both individually and as a collective, as a team? Um, and I see that being being portrayed and, and explained and taught to our players throughout all our, all our coaches do that. I mean, I'm around the U12s probably more than a lot of the other ages, and um, Coach Justin Nisi does a great job in focusing on grit, and you know that because you work with us as well. Grit is a huge focus. And I think it's fantastic and that we're doing it with 11 and 12 year olds that we're getting them to think about persevering through problems, which is what everybody all over the world, every single individual has to do in their everyday life. The fact that we're teaching it through this game is, is huge. And that's what builds that winner's mindset. Um, yeah. And that it does happen through all our age groups. Um, I'm trying to think individually as a coach, how do I try to bring it out? Great question. I'm still, it's like, I'm still developing that. I try to use a lot of positive language when I'm communicating to the kids. I try, I'm a big believer in speaking things into existence. And the more you speak positively, the more positive stuff will be the outcome. Not all fluff stuff, not all like roses and daisies and everything's all great, but like, even if I'm trying to get a good better, I'm just like, it's like what you're giving me right now isn't your best. I know you're better than that. Show me, show me that you're better than what you're giving me. Even if they're like really think that they're giving me their best right there. How can I be like, I think you can give me a little bit more, give me more, keep, keep trying to raise that level of them. 
Um, and there's like technical warmups and stuff. I try to be like, today is going to be a great day. It's, I can feel it in the air. It's going to be a great day. Just putting those things out there. That's a huge thing for me. Um, and what I try to do. As someone in the growing people business, Chasman offered a few words of encouragement and advice for the next generation considering pursuing a career in coaching or sports. Yeah, first off, personally, be a student of the game. Like, involve yourself in the game as much as you can. Um, like, when I was in college, I'd take, like, instead of doing all right, the best advice, but in, for me, I knew I wanted to be a coach, so I would go to the library and watch, like, constant um, soccer videos, YouTube videos of trainings, um, write them down in my journal, in my notebook, everything that I'm learning, um, and just study the game, no matter what it is, whether it's a book about a coach, whether it's a training session I'm watching, whether I'm uh, breaking down a game or an individual player's highlights, whatever it is, I try to do something every single day um, to be a student of the game when you're just on your own. It's like, what, what are you doing on your own to develop yourself? Um, and then find a way to help in any capacity. It doesn't have to be the highest level of soccer, um, any, anything, just start somewhere. Um, I did a lot of volunteer work. You're not going to get paid. You have to be willing to, to just help out. If you really love it, you're, you'll be willing to do it for free. I really believe so. Um, try to be, yeah, for me, I like start off with the younger kids, um, What's funny is three years ago, I was at the coaching convention and I'm listening to Tab Ramos, who is now our head coach at the Dynamo. But this was three years ago and I'm sitting in the audience and he's talking about his coaching journey. He's like, when I decided to become a coach, I started at the very youngest ages and then just worked my way up, just continued to climb up up the ladder because he felt like it was important to... Um, build his coaching style and philosophy that way and also get an understanding of how each age kind of develops how they think and and how they are as a player Um, I remember that I wrote that down in my journal and that's what I decided to do as well Um, so one be a student of the game when you can two try to be as involved as you can Um, and whether that's doing it for free doing private sessions on your own, being assistant coach, trying to be a head coach of a team, um, surround yourself with the game. I'm drawn to uh, like success and leadership type books, not necessarily if it's about soccer. Um, so Daniel Coyle's got great ones, Culture Code and Talent Code. Those are great books to read. Um, I've read a lot about John Wooden. John Wooden's got fantastic quotes that you can spit out at any time. Um, and a lot of great principles to learn from. I, I enjoy learning from other successful people. Um, that's what I really, really enjoy. And it doesn't have to be just soccer. Like John Wooden's a basketball coach. And it doesn't have to be a coach. Like I'll watch, um, I watch YouTube videos on, because um, I grew up with YouTube. So I watch a lot of videos of just interviews of, of, of successful entrepreneurs, CEOs, anything and listen to how they speak and the the kind of language they use and the principles that they have. I study that a lot and write those things down as well. Um, That's been a big formula in creating kind of my mindset and who I am. I do a lot of that. Um, 
yeah, that's the, that's the biggest thing for me. Um, and everybody is different. So it's kind of like finding what, what you're drawn to, what, what, what really gets you going. Everyone's got their own books and videos, podcasts that they listen to. Um, find what, what really um, reaches out to your heart and gets you up and you would just do that for fun. You'd read it for fun if you wanted to. Um, so that's, my, that's what I would say. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Becoming Overbeat. To learn more about Tanner's work, you can follow him on Twitter, at Tanner underscore Chassman, or at Dynamo Academy, or visit HoustonDynamoAcademy.net. If you want to learn more about the show or listen to additional episodes, check out BecomingOverbeing.com. Until next time, I'm Kyle Smith.